The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Wednesday on R&R in the morning. I'm sitting alone. James Pledger will be across the table. Rudy on vacation, but there's lots to do. We're getting ready for a Cowboy game on Thursday. Are they ready for the Commanders? The Spurs get one more whack at the rock. Let's see if they can pound themselves a win over that lowly Clipper team. And we're talking injuries. Lots to do. Now back to the Blitz. Jason, Joe, get ready for a fine Thanksgiving. I hope that Tri-County Turkey is ready for you, Jason and Joe. Appreciate you, Rob. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jay Simonix. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk joining us now in the Buyers Barricades guest line. Shereen, how's your Tuesday? It's good. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Great. We get ready for Thanksgiving. Um, we've been talking with, you know, anybody we've talked to over the last couple of days, what is your go-to on Thanksgiving and what's the one thing you hope stays away from your plate? Oh, well, since I do the cooking, there's nothing (laughs) that I, I cook that I don't want. So yeah, everything will be on my plate, but we have the full complement of, of whatever you want from turkey to dressing to sweet potato casserole, green bean casserole, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes rolls you name it my my friends will probably bring broccoli over i may stay away from that you know i'm a health i'm a health nut but not on thanksgiving well well, wait a minute wait a minute so you go with the green bean casserole but pass on the broccoli yeah well you know it's fattening and it's it's you know you have it once or twice a year that's it so enjoy it like leave the healthy for the other Aside from Christmas and Thanksgiving, you got 363 other days well, to eat healthy. Wait, wait, so, that's so you got day to eat so wait, wait, you got a friend that just brings broccoli. I was thinking like broccoli and cheese casserole. They, they just bring <laughs> oh, regular broccoli. No, just no, just broccoli. Oh, oh, must eat healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to say don't invite going, that friend, I but put, I may eat. I may eat like one little crown, but but that's probably going to be it on. And I like broccoli, but not on Thanksgiving. Well, I'm glad, Shireen, that you uh, are a green bean casserole person because... Uh, Love it. Yeah, mm. me too. And we've mm. been having this argument not all me. day. They, it's, some of these guys in here just don't know what good food is. That's it. Well, maybe. I hate agreeing with you because you're the Dairy Queen taco guy. <laughs> so that kind of you know, might not be a good thing. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, one, I'm not a fan of most things that are green. Uh, two, there's so many other good things I don't want to fill up on green bean casserole. Um, I can appreciate that. And and then Rob Thompson um, from our morning show says that, you know, the green bean casserole, and Joe makes it for his family, uh, and Joe didn't know that Rob had said this, but said on the air that, Whoever gets assigned the green bean casserole, that's for the amateur or the new cook in the family because it's easy and you really can't mess it up. Yeah, well, that, there is some, some validity to that. I, I can buy that. Well, I put a lot of love into mine, Shireen, so and he, that's, and he that's also a puts, secret ingredient. And he also puts ketchup on it. Ah, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. W- wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait. Now, we got that from, from Jeff Trailer yesterday when he was on our show, and he said he puts ketchup on his green bean casserole if the onions... Are crispy enough? Okay, I, I I understand that now. That actually makes some sense. That yeah. actually makes some sense. But then again, 
He and Jeff Trailer also put ketchup on a chicken fried steak with yes. gravy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> so as you heard that, are you still excited about Jeff Trailer potentially being the next head coach at Texas A&M? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see what they do. It's going to be exciting to see who they end up with. I'm just ready for it to be done, whoever it is, and get them in there and, and get started on recruiting and keeping the guys you have in place and all those things. So let's move on and, and get it done. Hopefully it's done by end of next week anyway. Yeah, I think that's the time frame that everybody's looking at after the LSU game to to get this thing done. Are you are you hearing any other names, Shireen, that you could share with us? Well, you know, I think it's the same names that that everyone else has. I, you know, I think the Arizona coach, the Washington coach, um, Jeff Trailer, you know, same names, Mike Elko, same names we're hearing. You know, I I would like to think that if Elijah Robinson can go pull the be upset, and I don't think they do. I, I think they lose to LSU, and I think they lose pretty handily. But if he's able to get those guys up enough and they go pull that upset at LSU and in that road losing streak, then I think you have to seriously consider him. But I think that's what it would take for Elijah Robinson to be a serious candidate in this thing. But I do hope they keep him as defensive coordinator, if nothing else. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk and a distinguished alum of Texas A&M joining us here on the Blitz. Cowboys with a relatively easy win and a game more of a struggle than it probably should have been, but they pull away for the blowout win in the fourth quarter. But I think the biggest news was made before the game when Jerry Jones at the Carolina Stadium uh, announced Jimmy Johnson will go into the Cowboys' ring of honor. Were you surprised at, not that he's finally going to do it, because eventually he was going to do it while they're both still alive, but the timing of it, doing it at Carolina and announcing for the December 30th game. Yeah, I think so. And I'm sure it had something to do with Jimmy's availability and all of that. I'm sure that played into it. But um, the timing was was a little crazy with when he decided to do it at Carolina rather than announcing, obviously, um, at, at at a Cowboys home game. Um, so yeah, that was kind of weird that it just it kind of came out of the blue, so to speak, uh, on Sunday. But happy that it's happened. It was long overdue, and loved the press conference between those two guys. They said a lot of lies during the press conference, but hopefully this means they they have made up and they can be friends going forward. Because when you're 80s, you don't need enemies. Uh, you need to make up with those people, especially. I mean, the two were linked, you know so strongly for, for so long and played such a big part in the Cowboys three Super Bowls um, in the 1990s. So I would like them to get along and do this again, and I, I hope it can happen, and, and maybe this heals a lot of wounds that the two have had between them for a really long time. So um, love seeing the press conference and them together and, and saying what they said, even, even if there were some lies said in there. Um, but but glad to see that, that he's finally going to go in, and that leaves only one Hall of Famer who, who spent most of his career with the Cowboys not in the ring of honor, and that would be Jerry Jones. Oh, wow. Interesting. Huh? Well, Jerry's going to get in. I mean, <laughs> we know that's going to happen. I want to ask you, though, because it was so weird, Shereen, um, do you think that Jerry just finally succumbed to the pressure of putting Jimmy in because the Cowboys haven't done two in one year um, ever. I don't think, not to my knowledge. 
I think it yes, and and if you know, like they're always announced ahead of time. Like this is like a last minute deal, and I think it was Troy Aikman and and Michael Irvin visiting with Jerry and some of those. Maybe there were some other former players, but I know those two in particular met with Jerry and put really put the pressure on Jerry to get this done. And I think that's what it was. I think he listened to his former players and. and you know, he came across as petty for a really long time, not putting Jimmy in the ring of honor before now. And and I really think that they kind of changed his mind on it, that it needs to happen and it needs to happen now. It doesn't need to happen another year from now. I mean, Jimmy is 80 years old. You don't know what's going to happen uh, over the next year. Maybe he's not around in the next year. Like you want to – you always want guys to know they go into – that's what I'm always sad about. Ken Stavers a perfect example. Bob Hayes never got to know that they went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Really happy that Gil Brandt got to knew, know that before he died. So you want them to celebrate and be celebrated when it happens, not past, you know, when they're dead and, and you're, hey, they're honored. They were great, they were great before that, you know, and, and you'd like to think that – you know, these guys who live into their 80s and 90s get honored while they're still alive as opposed to waiting until after they're dead to, to honor them. So, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that, that Jimmy can come and, and get this honor. And I, I think it means I – I don't think, I know, because I, I presented Jimmy Johnson for the Hall of Fame. So I, I know what the Pro Football Hall of Fame meant to him, and I've talked to him about the Ring of Honor and what it means to him. And I know it means an awful lot to him, and I know he was very hurt that he wasn't in the Ring of Honor, and I know that he's very happy now that he is going into the Ring of Honor. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk joining us here on The Blitz. Can you go into more detail on that? I mean, because once yeah. part of me wondered, once he got into the Hall of Fame, did he need the the Ring of Honor? And And I say that like, you know, I know Drew Pearson extremely well. He was in the Ring of Honor, yeah. but he wanted the validation of being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because that was the highest honor. For for Jimmy to already be in the Hall of Fame, and when he made that, and we know when Jerry told him it was at the Hall of Fame ceremony, so he had several months knowing that he was a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Does it? I mean, I'm curious when you, the way you said that the validation of going into the Cowboys ring of honor, why does that mean so much to Jimmy Johnson after going into the hall of fame? Well, I just think that he thought he had deserved it, you know, two Super Bowls as the head coach and another Super Bowl, frankly, as the GM who built that team, you know, he did something unprecedented. He put together a team that won three of, and I've seen his contract. It was written in his contract that he was the GM of the team. He made all personnel decisions. So whatever Jerry wants to say is not true. I've seen the contract. And that was part of my, my pregame speech of, you know, he was the GM of this team. Here's what the contract said. And so, you know, he, he, he was the architect of, of those teams. And I just think he wanted to be honored by Jerry, by Jerry acknowledging that because the divorce was so ugly and it lasted for such a long time. And it really, despite the public face of them, when they get to the few times they get together, they put on a great public face that, that they were still friends and yada. It, it was not that way. They they didn't like each other. And and I hope that the ice is chilled now. It's melted, and 
and they are good friends again because I think they deserve to be good friends again for what they did for all those years together. And there's no reason to be angry anymore. It was a long time ago, that 1994 divorce. A long, long time ago, before 1990, yeah, before 94. Um, and that was a long time ago that, that that happened. So, you know, it's time for them to, to be friends again. And I just think he feels like Jerry now has validated him and honored him. And, and I think that's something that he wanted and something that he needed. Yes, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is the highest honor. And I think, you know, it, it probably wouldn't be as meaningful if he wasn't in the Pro Football Hall of Fame right now. But the fact that he is, I think, you know, was a signal that he thought he should be also in the Cowboys Ring of Honor, and he should have been. He was like everybody else. Why isn't? Why aren't I in the in the Cowboys Ring of Honor? And I don't think Jerry ever gave him a clear answer of that. So at some point, he thought it just like all of us did that it was Jerry being petty and keeping him out for for reasons that had nothing to do with anything else. And so I just think that that. It means a lot to him. I I just know it means a lot to him that that finally he's going to go in, and I think he's going to be very happy uh, on the thirtieth when that happens. All right, Shireen, Thanksgiving Cowboys tradition, Washington should be a happy Thanksgiving for Cowboy fans, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I you know it may be close in a while, but I, I, Cowboys should win this one pretty easy, like they've won their other home games this season and then things start to get maybe a little bit harder we'll see what geno smith's availability is this week and beyond this week and how that elbow uh, and tricep right there are healing for him after he took that hard hit on it on on sunday but that'll be a big big thing for the seahawks the the next week whether they have a a healthy geno smith or not um but things get a little tougher on that schedule you know something i didn't know until recently it really interesting is the, and you think about it, it's true. The NFL tries to figure out who are going to be the worst teams in the NFL, and they try to figure out who's going to be the best teams in the NFL. And so they, they backload. The best teams' schedules are backloaded. So, in other words, most of their really hard games against hard opponents are later in the year. And, and the, the teams that weren't good last year and they don't expect to be good this year, they, they front load their schedule. So, in other words, they get all their easy games early in the, se- uh, early in the season. They play, so you have Carolina playing Houston, for instance. The goal is to have a lot of what we're having now, you know, five and five teams and a bunch of teams grouped in there like the AFC, like we're seeing with a bunch of three-loss teams. And maybe the NFC is a little more spread out this year. But – you have bad teams playing bad teams early and good teams playing um, good teams. Um, or I didn't explain that very well. But in other <laughs> words, the goal is at the halfway point to have a ton of teams still in the, the playoff chase. So the easy teams are beating each other and still in the playoff chase. The bad teams are beating each other. And then the good teams are losing to each other and splitting some of those games. So you get to the midway point, end of November, and you still have a ton of teams in the playoff race. So I didn't explain that very well, but I think you understand it, where, where, where we have a lot of teams still compete. So the goal is to have really everyone at 5-5. Five and five. They know they're not going to get that, but you still have so many teams still in the You look at the Steelers just fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah. They're still in the playoff race. Browns lose their, their starting quarterback still in the playoff race so we're having a lot of that this year where where teams are still in this thing that you would think some of these teams would have fallen off the texans who would have thought the texans would be where they are right now so we've seen a lot of it especially this year i think because of the quarterbacks that we've lost 
lot of teams still in the race at this point. You know, and it's interesting. That was a terrible explanation, <laughs> but I think you understand. <laughs> we got it. We, we were it. all following along with yes. the flow chart trying to have yes. I me. Mean, but, yeah, I mean, and you're right, but, I mean, you know, things that don't seem to always make sense, the Texans today get flexed out of a 3 o'clock TV window to the noon yeah. window to attract more eyeballs. Uh, that doesn't seem to make sense, but yeah. the NFL wants more people to see C.J. Stroud, and they know if, yeah. it, if the option is C.J. Stroud in the Texans or – 49ers Eagles ain't nobody watching CJ Stroud. Nobody. Yeah, and that that would be a, yeah. It's really conf- another thing that's very confusing. I'll try to explain this one better. So <laughs> that that three o'clock three twenty five window, they want everyone watching the 49ers and the Eagles. That's a premier game, obviously. So the other two games that are in that time slot, which now it's the Bucks Panthers with flex of that spot, they're only going to go to home markets. So there will be four markets in the country that don't get the 49ers Eagles. Everybody else in the country gets 49ers Eagles. They want massive rating for that game. So the Tech Broncos game was only going to go to the Broncos, the, the Denver and Houston markets. So nobody was going to see that game. Nobody's, and that's that's my gripe about the Texans. They're my favorite team to watch because they're exciting. I mean, they're the most exciting team in football, I think, because of the way C.J. Stroud is playing, and yet no one's seen them nationally because their games aren't on. So they're, they're going to play probably every single game in that 1 o'clock time slot. But this week, or the week they play the Broncos, that will be their premier game. The number one crew is going to be there at that game, the number one CBS crew. So Romo will be at that game. And and most of, of everybody except the other teams playing in that time slot who gets their teams in the local market are going to get that Texans-Broncos game. So more people will get to see C.J. Stroud. Very few have seen him nationally so far this year, and I'm excited for, for people to finally see him. I mean, he's just he's an amazing player. I think, Personally, I think he's already in the top five in, in quarterbacks. I mean, you have to sit down and really think about who's in the top five. But I think he's there. I mean, I don't know many quarterbacks right now playing better than he is uh, in the NFL. So exciting exciting to watch him and, and those receivers. I mean, they're underrated, Tank Dale and Noah Brown and what all those guys are doing. So they're a really fun team to watch. Shereen Williams, follow her on Twitter at NFL Shereen, reader at uh, Pro Football Talk. Shereen, have a happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate the time this afternoon. Thank you, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate it. Shereen Williams on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Buyers Barricades, they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.